0: I need to do a lot of inside work and that's also kind of shaped my art too, Um, kind of finding beauty in the simple things without trying to make it, you know, ta-da, look at me, you know.
1: (laughs) My name is Will Small. I use poetry to capture snapshots of what it means to be human. There's no better inspiration for this than real life humans in their natural habitat. So I've been having conversations with all kinds of beautiful, passionate, interesting humans who all call the Central Coast home. From uni students to business owners, artists to activists, young and old. In each of these conversations, a poem is hiding. I'm going to find it and write it. And I'm inviting you to come along for the ride and hear the conversations that spark my creative process. Stick around till the end and you'll get to hear the poem this podcast has been proudly supported by the Central Coast Council. Join me as I dive into the untold stories of coastal citizens and seek to capture them in an original piece of spoken word poetry. Mariko O'Connor, it is really great to have you here this morning to have a chat. Thank you so much for coming and spending some time with me. We met... Uh, at an event last year, mm-hmm. and had a bit of a chat afterwards, and discovered that you were, you know, a fellow creative who's moved to the coast. That's kind of part of my story, and kind of branching out more in your creativity. And since then, I've just been kind of following your work online a bit, and love it. Like you're an amazing artist. Really love your stuff, and um, I'm so keen to hear a bit more of your story, hear a bit more of what makes you you. Yeah, and then to try and use a different artistic medium write a poem to capture some of you and your artistic creativity.
0: Awesome. Thank you.
1: So tell me a little bit about like if someone was going to make a movie about (laughs) your life, what would be some of the important backstory? What would be kind of some of the details that have led you to where you are now, like what was growing up like for you? Was your family like some of that stuff? Oh,
0: man, that's that's epic. I'm just thinking Martin Scorsese. I like trying to pick the director to get the cinematography. Oh, love that, love that. <laughs> Typical art person. Um
1: I was just watching The Irishman last night. Oh wow! Didn't finish it because three and a half so hours long.
0: F- yeah, me and my brother were like, I, I understand the art, but it was so. Yeah, it's a lot of commitment.
1: <laughs> but this is this is going to be a good podcast when Scorsese's name has been dropped this early. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I love I lo I love um all type of artists, even people that are not claimed artists like directors, yeah, visual artists. Um, yeah, um, getting back to the movie, um, it sounds a little bit like I I think it's that tall poppy syndrome. I grow- I don't like to go, Oh, it's all about me, but you know, um I yeah, anyways. Um if there was a movie about my life would definitely be uh linked to my culture, uh, my cultures and just the contrast between Eastern and Western and living in Australia and Mm. uh, the experiences I've had, yeah.
1: Yeah, wow. So Japanese and Scottish, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. And living in Australia. Tell me a little bit about that, like which side of your family are from where were you? were you born in Australia? Were you born overseas? What's the, how did the cultures come together to create you?
0: Oh man, Um, there would be probably a massive book about my parents' life before me. So um, yeah, so my father is actually from Japan. Um, He's from a, a small coastal town similar to where we are, like sort of a beautiful landscape and right near the mm. ocean um called Takata in Iwate up northeast coast of the main island of Honshu in Japan if you know your geography in Japan um and my mother is from Blantyre Scotland which is uh very close to Glasgow so i'd say like a glaswegian yeah
1: yeah um, and have you been to both of these places.
0: Yes, I was born in Lanarkshire, Scotland. Um, in so that's where William Wallace is from. So wow, I definitely have a sort of. I guess I'd like to think I have a more brave heart sort of roots, but you know yeah, I'm cool. really Irish.
1: But <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and
1: awesome. And did you grow up in Australia, like? yeah
0: i yeah majority of my life I have um even though I was born overseas and lived um as a baby um in both Japan and Scotland for a while, and my brother was born here in North Sydney but um yeah I've majority of the i'd say I feel very Australian at heart mm-hmm. but I've such a close connection to my culture that I couldn't say oh yeah you know um 100% Australian or yeah. anything, yeah.
1: I love this stuff. I think, you know, like the more in touch we are with our story, yeah. the more we understand uh, not just who we are in this moment mm. but kind of, yeah, this big unfolding thing that we're a part of. Mm. I feel a little bit jealous at times because, <laughs> you know, I, and I also feel like a bit out of touch with my cultural story because yeah. I kind of have the excuse basically, you know, both generations just yeah. go back to, you know, the first fleet kind yeah, of thing yeah. in Australia. Mm which kind of makes me think, oh, I have no culture. I have no story, which is not true at all. right? That's a totally false narrative. But when I, when I hear of a story that kind of crosses countries and (laughs) these totally different, like (laughs) Eastern and Western coming together and finding your way, not just to Australia, but now to the central coast, (laughs) I'm like, man, what, how many steps ended up leading to that? Obviously we can't go into every detail, but how did you end up on like the central coast here from, you know, being born in Scotland and having that kind of fusion of Japanese, Scottish, um, coming to Australia? How'd you end up here? Um, so,
0: uh, you know, I'm, I'm fairly like, this is something I, I probably struggle with. I'm 29 years old. I live with my parents still. And that's, you know, that's, that's a privilege. That's I'm so grateful for that, you know. But there is that sort of part of you that's like, you know, oh man, I still live with my parents, and I'm nearly thirty. Sure. Yeah. Anyways, um, so my parents uh, decided to buy a house here, um, up in the coast. Um, yeah, they we'd lived majority of our time in St. Tives, um, near the northern beaches, North Shore area of Sydney, and, um, yeah, just needed a change. Um, I think it's sort of their... You know, me and my brother getting older and they just sort of decided, all right, lifestyle change, Mm -hmm. something different and maybe another chapter in their life. But, um, yeah, and so I came up with them. I'd moved out. I've lived in a couple of places around Sydney um, in and out of relationships and um, different places and then just decided to come home to kind of recenter, reevaluate what I want to do with my life basically. Yeah, Yeah,
1: cool. And what do you think of this place? Like, how do you find the oh, coast?
0: Um, I got, like, goosebumps. Um, yeah, I I definitely believe that if I had been a lot younger and i had grown up here, I would not appreciate it as much as I do now mm. um, because now I've sort of – I partied a lot when I was younger in my youth. Um, I also took a lot of things for granted and now that I'm older, I appreciate the simple things like going to down to the beach like even living five minutes from a beach is um yeah. is like amazing to me I always wanted to be like an you know a, I think because of my family's um background we've always lived by the coast and all that you know and i didn't grow- I kind of grew up, poor me but grew up in the suburbs and didn't really you know sure um, grow up near the ocean, so I really appreciate that and the bush too
1: yeah that's an amazing move because i i grew up in you know in canberra in Mm. urban and 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 it was beautiful and Mm. and great in so many ways but Mm. just that that uh when you live close to the ocean Mm. it kind of feels like on multiple levels like it's great going to the beach but i also just love this idea of living close to like the big mysterious Mm. expanse (laughs) um yeah so i can understand some of that so there's so many things I want to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're an artist, you're creative, you're trying to kind of forge a path there. There's lots of stuff with your family. And you mm. mentioned to me in a message that basically your family had a significant connection to the 2011 tsunami in Japan. Yep. I'd love to hear some of yeah. some of the story there. What, oh. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that and how your family's connected to that.
0: Oh, there would be probably a book about that. That's... Um incredibly like it's easier for me to talk about it now because it's been a long time. But Mm. for a while I felt like it was a really soft spot for me because, um, during that time, um, you know, uh, so as you probably know, you've seen on the news, um, in 2011, um, yeah, there was a big earthquake and a tsunami which hit, um, a big part of the Northeast coast of Japan where my family's from, Mm. um, And Rikazantakata, where my family were from, um, they were the second worst hit city. Um, Wow. Yeah. It almost makes me teary now, but um, I'm so grateful that most of my family survived um, and have incredible stories about it. Not very, like, not... um, And there were so many people that... Thousands of people died. And I just find it such a... um, I don't know, a miracle that they had survived it and mm. they all had a different story how they got to safety. And I do think of right now in the situation, we, you know, we're in with the bushfires that I um, have a lot of sympathy and empathy for people that are going through these struggles because, you know, I witnessed it myself and had felt powerless because I was over here.
1: Mm. mm. Yeah, you just don't see that stuff coming. Hey, whether it's – they're kind of opposites, right? A tsunami yeah. and then these insane yes. bushfires. But oh. both are these forces of nature that mm. kind of remind us that yeah. at the end of the day we can build yes. a life and houses and cities and yet um, we are kind of always vulnerable. That's yes. part of what it means to be human. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what were some of the things that – um I mean, there's, again, probably a million, but as you reflect back on that years later, how how has that shaped you? How has that changed your story or how you think about life?
0: Big time. It made me um, in a much more, um, maybe a bit more of a hurry to understand my roots and my cultural heritage and also um, start to appreciate my family a bit more, Mm. um, connect to them and also understand their story. Um, and miracu- the weirdest thing was a couple of years ago, b- before the tsunami, I asked my dad because he was going to go visit my grandfather who was was pretty ill and I said, Dad, do you have any photos of when you were younger? And, you know, I'd never seen anything um, from my dad's life before, you know, he met mom, and maybe a couple of like university photos. But, um, yeah, and he managed to find some great photos. He took photos of photos and brought them back, some albums. And the weirdest things was like, um, if he hadn't done that, he would have probably lost all his photos and memories, like mm-hmm. um, physical memories. Um, and yeah, a lot of them, uh, some of them were found um, in the, because half the house of where my, grandfather and grandmother's house um the second level had like moved all the way like meters and meters, meters like hundreds and hundreds of meters away Far out. the roof was like on um the other side of the town and my goodness yeah like it's um my uncle is incredible he's um a very well educated he he um went to university over in um england um and studied war history so he was in Egypt at the time for Mm -hmm. years and years and years. And um, he was doing um, uh, like uh, tours. So for a lot of university students and and people interested in Egypt, he would take them round. And Mm -hmm. anyways, during the uprising and um, uh, uh, the time before the tsunami, um, he had to leave Cairo and he'd been there for a very long time. And he moved to Japan. And then the tsunami happened and it was like – He'd been in two of the most horrific and most, mm. um, I guess, iconic, like, um, I guess, moments in history. Yeah. In less than three years. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. It was, and he's he's a really strong man. As soon as it hap, as it happened, he, um, he managed to, um, so m- how my family escaped from the tsunami. There's a beautiful shrine that, um. So, if anyone knows, Japan's uh, got Buddhist and um, Shinto roots. Shinto is kind of like their original religion, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very close to link, closely linked to nature. Anyways, um, there was a big staircase that went up a hill, up to a shrine, um, up a hill, and behind my grandparents' place. And he just thought it was really unusual after a little tremor that his very fat, um, cat sp- sp- just bolted, just sprinted wow. knew straight away. And he goes, that's weird. Yeah. All right. And he goes, got his, um, uh, what's it called? Passport, um, uh-huh. couple of th- items, wallet and went straight to my great uncle's, um, house cause he was in a wheelchair and sort mm-hmm. of took them up and said, we've got to go. There's a tsunami coming. I know, you know, like mm. you can tell. And um, yeah, and then he saw a lady struggling, trying to get blankets or something because it was very mm-hmm. cold during March. And um, just said, no, "No, no, just go, go, go!" And he grabbed the blankets, yeah. go, just go up the hill. And then moments later, the water just came. And wow. yeah, um, my uncle just quickly just knew straight away, you know, all the all the um, the signs. Of yeah, danger. Yeah,
1: it just makes me think. I mean, that's crazy to hear, but just that level of being present yeah. to the moment, yeah, being in touch mm. with what's happening, mm. you know kind of makes me think about how we often aren't in touch with those sort of internal yeah tsunamis and yeah. events within us, yeah, but what a difference it makes if we are present to the tremors and present to the cat, yes, noticing things that was and, weird, yeah, like that's an amazing story, yeah, but it's also quite profound to think about just what it would be like if we all lived with that sort of awareness. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I hope you're enjoying this conversation as much as I did. We're going to get back into it in just a second. But I want to share with you some really exciting news. For me, it has been an absolute honour and privilege to sit with these diverse humans who inspire me, interview them and, and write poems about them. I have loved it. And I wanted to do something special with these poems I've written. Uh, I wanted to create something that you can hold in your hands. So I'm actually putting uh, 12 poems I've written for poetic beings together into a book. And I've collaborated with my friend Grant Maloney, amazing artist, and he is doing an artwork to go with each of these poems. This is going to be a a beautiful little coffee table style poetry book uh, that captures just these ordinary stories of Beautiful people. It's going to be a limited run, so you've got to get in quick. But what I want to offer you is if you become a Patreon supporter at just five US dollars a month, you will get the book sent to you for free when it first comes out. Um, just five US dollars a month, and you'll guarantee that you get one of the first copies of this book sent directly to your address. If you become a supporter at $10 US a month, you amazing, beautiful, generous, poet-loving human you, your name will go in the acknowledgements of the book and it will forever go down in history that you were a part of bringing it to life. You've got to do that before February the 16th uh, just to make sure that it's in there and your name's in there before everything goes to print. Just head to patreon.com slash Small. You can sign up there now and guarantee you'll get one of the first copies of this book. So jump on that, get your name in the book, be a part of um, this kind of creative mashup of an arts project, and uh, let's celebrate stories of ordinary humans that remind us about all that is good about being human. Let's get back into this chat. So a lot of people that I know that kind of have grown up with uh, two very different cultures, mm. you know, they talk about obviously there's sort of a sense of tension in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, not sure if you're familiar with uh, like uh, Joelistics, Australian hip hop artist.
0: Oh um, no, I'm him, quite familiar with Australian hip hop, but yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> he's
1: Joelistics, and another guy did a uh, a like a hip hop theater show called mm. In Between Two. Ah. Um, uh, and basically, exploring growing up in between two cultures yep. in Australia—really, mm. um, really cool show. But exploring all of, all those tensions, but then also when you kind of own it and yes. you realize that being in between two means that I'm totally unique. Like yeah. I have something yeah. that's not—it's not, it's not a, a missing out on both. Yes. It's the best of both. Totally. What's been your experience of like? Have you felt oh. growing up like you didn't fit, or, oh. or you know, yeah? <laughs> tell us a little bit about coming yeah. to terms with. Oh, classic,
0: you know? classic! I was, I was a misfit from the beginning. I was a, a misfit. Uh, like, I don't say misfit now, but when I was younger, I like claimed myself to be a misfit. I actually love that word. Yeah. it's one of my favorite words because yeah. I just think mm. the
1: misfits are usually the ones who get it. Yeah, yeah, the um, underdog.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess I always felt a little different, but. Um, you know as a creative person as well you're a little bit like you know everyone might be focused like to me i was too busy looking out of the window looking at like you know something you know distracted you know i had a bit mm-hmm. of a i i know i know deep down i have a bit of a learning disability so you know it was really hard for me to focus on something that i didn't enjoy or right. was too um was very impatient to you know Mm -hmm. um so maths and things like that just didn't come very easy to me and uh, there's a stereotype that is thrown around with um people from asian asian cultures that are particularly intelligent or smart or academic things words like that thrown around i believe i'm intelligent in a different way Mm. i just wasn't academically smart
1: yeah yeah
0: um i think
1: that's huge i think that learning to see the like enormous uh mm. diversity of ways that intelligence kind of manifests
0: big time you know yeah. we're, we're
1: missing out when we don't see the intelligence oh, yeah in, you know great cooking or, mm. or great art or mm. great um yeah great uh, plumbing Do you yeah know? Like,
0: absolutely yeah. or just being able to it's creative to um to turn something in, you know, to turn nothing into something, you know, there's yeah. people that will just look at something like I, I can, like you said, plumbing and you could see so many different ways how to fix it or, you know, I don't know how, what plumbing, but like, there's just like, some people are great with their hands. They can build things from wood, you know, like just something very um, simple and then create it in something in a more like, whereas I would just think, I don't know, just put a yeah. nail in it. I don't know. What yeah. You do. I have
1: no idea about that yeah. stuff. And I'm constantly kind of reminding myself that so many things in my life that I take for yeah. granted, having a toilet that works, yeah, having totally. chairs to sit on. Yeah. I can't make a chair, yeah. but somebody can. And yeah. <laughs> you know, we just have all this stuff around us that actually should remind us that we need each other. Yeah, Like that everything we enjoy in our life, like yeah. having electricity and running water and like you know, poetry doesn't do all that stuff, no. but I hope that poetry is no, doing something um, for those people. Do you know, like we yeah. kind of need each other. So, how did you, um, how did you, like, did you just grow up drawn to art? Yeah, you know, where did that? Do you have memories of moments where you kind of thought, oh. yeah, I'm an artist, or oh. I want to be an artist, or.
0: Yeah, it was Christmas of – this is a big part. There should be a chapter about this, but one of the first Christmas presents I got was a Magna Doodle and it changed my life forever. This toy or this, you know, ingenious – creation. And mm. it wasn't, you know, Etch-a-Sketch, yeah, it was all right. It was just really difficult to use. And then some other thing they made up, but, oh, Magnitude or just straight up, just drawing so lines. So Etch-a-Sketch
1: is like you got the dials yeah. and Magnitude is like, you've actually oh, got like a pen, right? Yes. Like, yeah. Cool. Yeah.
0: As soon as I held that pen in my hand and I drew, I knew that this was for me and wow. it came very obsessively. I mean, I'm sure there's like, you know, addictive behaviors, but I honestly thought that I um, you know, this was a form that I, you know, a form of art that I loved was to draw. And as soon as, um, you know, my parents worked in offices, so I'd go ask them, oh, could you get some office paper? So they would bring home piles and piles of office paper for me, recycled office paper, and I would draw and draw and draw and draw and draw and, draw, and I would do it every single day. Mm. Um, and, yeah, and it was only until high school where I sort of like stopped – a little bit. And I think that's when I kind of lost my way a bit. Right. My true, the true essence of myself. Yeah. Wow. Way. Yeah, yeah. You stop
1: doing the thing that you feel like yeah. is your creative outlet and this huge part of kind of who you are. Yeah. And it, you kind of, you stray from other parts of, yeah. you know, who you are. Yeah. Wow. Um, um. So I also read in another interview that you did that you kind of are pretty influenced by hip hop. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I am very influenced yeah. by hip-hop. I'm big like time, a hip-hop yeah. influenced poet, yeah. you're a hip-hop yeah. influenced yeah. artist. Tell me yeah. about how that came together. Was that – oh. they together from the start or was that kind of
0: – I think it all came from – I think first of all um, music is a big part of, you know, the soundtrack to my life, you know, yeah. really lame. But it's true, the soundtrack to my life, you know, I think – When I was younger, I used to make choreography. I love to dance. I'm a terrible singer. I don't know how to play anything but love to dance and um, I've always been um, very drawn to music and I can appreciate different elements of different styles, very eclectic taste. Mm -hmm. You know, I love funk music. I love hip-hop. I love rock, metal, um, acoustic, reggae. I like anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: I like anything. Awesome. (laughs) And yeah. does
1: that kind of come through, does the hip hop stuff come through in your art? Like I've oh, got a, yeah. a younger brother who, it's interesting because I was really into hip hop mm-hmm. as a teenager and not just into hip hop, like yeah. I listened to Eminem, but mm-hmm. I was into hip hop culture. Like yes. I was obsessed yes. with, you know, the, all the elements, yeah. graffiti, the DJ, mm-hmm. the MC, the breaker.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and my little brother, he, I think was imitating a lot of what Mm, I was doing, mm, mm. but you you imitate then you innovate. Mm, And so he was kind of watching me, he was into hip hop and Mm. for him, he picked up graffiti and he's a street artist um, who's done quite well for himself and has painted a lot of really big commissioned murals and and is a youth worker as well and really Mm. proud of my little bro. Um, But he then kind of moved into listening to, to metal music and probably getting that wrong. I don't know, whatever kind of loud music he Mm -hmm. listens to, Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a many different kinds of loud music that I'm not into, but he is. But it's like, he started with the hip hop, Mm. took the art and then kind of went into a different musical direction. (laughs) Um, So it's interesting how those things can kind of, you know, shape different paths, but from the same scenes. Yeah. Yeah. So how has hip hop come through or influenced your visual art?
0: Oh, um, you know, at the start, at the beginning, you know, when you're trying to, you know, find yourself or find your style or find your groove or whatever it is, um, you start to first copy or imitate Mm. other genres or other styles from other people. And that was, you know, I put on so many different like masks and hats. Like Mm. I love dressing up, you know, not in a, in a different way, you know, like I you know, was the hip hop girl and then I was the rock girl and I was the punk girl, you know, and to be honest, I'm not saying that I was trying to not be who I am. It was more like I was trying to – I still love all those things. I still appreciate eclectic taste because at the at the core of it, it's all expression. It's all the same thing. Yeah. It's just different volumes, tastes, flavours, colours. It's just – it's all the same thing. Yeah,
1: come from the same, same impulse, time, the same yeah. heart. Yeah.
0: Yes, yeah. And um, and I'm I have to thank my parents for that too because you know my parents are both you know I grew up with a mum who um, was from like what would you say it was um, a pretty difficult background you know uh, I guess she she left school when she was 16 um, you know uh, alcoholism and domestic violence was something you know that was you know in the household mm. and um it was yeah very difficult growing up for my mom and she had to be a fighter especially in Glasgow i don't know if you if people understand what it was like back then or even before then it was mm. a really 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 a like, calm um, rough place yeah um lots of you know i guess uh, religious and also um i guess uh yeah I guess it was, a, it was really tough times for her and, you know, she's had to be a fighter and, she, mm. you know, from that to coming to Australia was like a massive deal like yeah. on her own and my dad came from, you know, coastal town, went through school all the way to university, went to, you know, a you know uh, university in America and so I've had like both, you know, a self-made, you know, woman and mm-hmm. my dad who... um you know, it worked really hard and is very well educated, very intelligent, very knowledgeable. And so I've seen both sides of different people. So I've never been like a snob to anybody. I've never looked down on anybody. And that's one of the things I liked about hip hop was they told Mm. stories about their background and where they came from. And even my mom, who's very picky about things, she was like, I like him and I like his voice. I like his stories. And she kind of relates. She was like, pretty much grew up in eight you know eight mile (laughs) no I'm joking (laughs) like you know like it's something relatable to her like um so I guess I've always been interested in a bit of the I guess the rough edge or the the you know different you know levels of the community as well and yeah yeah, I don't know if
1: that. Oh, I I love that. I love that. I just, yeah, I I find people fascinating. It's why I make this podcast because I'm like, man, you know, there's no ordinary people. Mm. And then you sit and you hear like, you know, I I just look at your Instagram feed Mm. and I see these amazing, um, you know, kind of, yeah, they have this sort of, uh, Hip hop sort of style yeah. mixed with like this kind of nature and yeah. kind of symbolism yes. and imagery and yeah. beautiful characters and yeah. all you know people should go check out your mm. your Instagram we'll get you to drop the link at the end yeah um, but it's cool to hear that all of that you know those little artworks come from this person who comes from these oh. uh, all of these influences yeah uh, both you know in terms of geographical mm. you know places in the world and then then your music and Mm. all the stories of struggle versus, you know, like a a different kind of path through more traditional education and stuff. It's amazing how that all comes together
0: in a unique way. Yeah. It, it's funny because um, sometimes I struggle with that. Like, Im, like I get too emotional about my work. It's really just silly drawings I do. It's just <laughs> how I see the world. It's just creating, you know. I shouldn't overthink it. But um, I've changed my style so many different. All the su- more, not the style, the subject matter mm-hmm. a lot because. I guess a few years ago, I think I was—I think I was trying a little bit more of a hip hop esque mm-hmm. style, which is which is fine, you know, the gold chains, all that. But then I was like, you know, I've got to throw a bit of myself, and that's sort of—I took a year out last year to sort of work on my my insides. So mm-hmm. I guess you know, med—you know, learning meditation, educating myself about, um, you know. S- self-development and self-growth and also I uh, did a diploma in counselling. So for me, wow. I, yeah, yeah um, it was a really just – I needed to do a lot of inside work and that's also kind of shaped my art too, um, kind of finding beauty in the simple things without trying to make it, you know, ta-da, look at me. Oh, that's you amazing. Know? <laughs> I love yeah. that.
1: And it, like it's just very obvious to me that you – you know, the, the work you do in your exterior world is always going to be connected to the work you do in your interior world. Yeah, so yeah. the deeper you go inside, yeah. you know, the, the more profound work mm. you can bring yeah. to the outside. So good on you for going on that journey. Thank you. So like at this point in time, what does a typical week look like for you? What are you working on? What's uh, kind of the, um, I guess I like to ask people, yeah. you know, if you think about the things that get you out of bed in the morning. Mm-hmm kind of put a spring in your step yeah and then the things that keep you up at night you can't stop thinking about them what are some <laughs> of those things for you at this point in time
0: oh i'm a bit all over the shop at the moment um so i'm working um i've i've always worked different jobs to support what i do you know at the end of the day it's it's quite hard making a living out of art and um, creative endeavors. So you do have to make those sacrifices and that's totally fine. I'm, I'm happy to do that. Um, mm-hmm. so I work in a restaurant at the moment and since coming to the coast, I, um, have been very much engaged in the community and businesses. So it's been really nice to work for different, like, mm. com- uh, I guess, small, uh, like a restaurant bar and all that, um environment and get to know the people and you know through that it's been good anyways my typical week is uh working at the uh the restaurant and then um when i get a time off i usually i've been surfing so surfing's kind of been a bit of a a routine for me i'm not a a terrible surfer but i'm i'm going out there just to maybe catch a wave or two and just be out in the ocean get physical um You know, I also like to cook a really nice, you know, nourish myself with good food and then sit down at my desk or paint or draw or just, you know, work on a project and um, even just to practice, just to get a groove or just, you know, it doesn't have to be for something but – and, yeah, and just look for different events and things that I can go to or and that's how I actually – Met you, I guess, because uh, I went and searched. I was like, okay, Central Coast Community Arts. You know, where to go? Like, um, how do I connect to people? And that was the one of the first things that popped up. So
1: that's awesome. Yeah. What I loved about um, meeting you at that event was you. That's a big thing, I think, for anybody just to Google kind Mm. of community events and then kind of rock up. I feel like that's that's awesome. Yeah. But then at the event. You know, mm. we had a panel and mm. you were kind of like, you know, asking questions from, yeah. from the audience and just had a hunger to, to yeah. learn and to grow. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that sort of stuff always stands out when people are, oh. um, yeah, taking hold of the moment yeah. and the opportunity. Um, so, yeah, I think that's an awesome thing that you're trying to yeah. grow out into the community and, uh, and, and in the process I'm sure that you're helping to create community. You know you're helping to <laughs> yeah. um, connect other people, and and I, I, you know, was just talking about before. I saw that you're about to do some workshops with yeah. regional youth support yeah. services. Yeah, so kind of yeah, uh, yeah, art works sh- workshops that are with young people that might be uh, yeah. a bit disconnected or in need of yeah. some more support. So, totally. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, um, I'm ge- I'm definitely a yes woman. So, um, but. You know, sometimes I don't think things through. I just jump in and dive into (laughs) things and I was like, all right, well, I didn't swim that time. I was sinking, but, you know, at least I had a go. I can relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) I I probably do too much, but I've never been afraid to just go in and just give it a go. Um, Yeah. I have, you know, I struggled with a lot of things that I wasn't good at and all that. So I've always had to rely on my voice and, you know, creative ways to, you know, Not necessarily the, I guess, um, the educational system way, you know. I always always felt like I was always, I had to do it differently. So, yeah, like going to events, talking to people, getting to know people on a deeper level. And um, I think I was also looking for role (laughs) role models. Like people, like um, it's like looking for people to like, you know, through the things I learned, you, you grow and you learn and you get better by the people who are surround, you surround with. So for me, now that I'm older, I sort of realise I've got to be around the people that are right for me. Yeah. You know?
1: That's huge. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, it's awesome. So yeah. what's something, I guess, along the way, uh, both in terms of that journey of becoming more confident in mm. your arts yeah. Uh, doing the internal work that you're talking mm. about last year yeah. and then trying to kind of find connection in community. Mm. What's like a, a standout thing that you've learnt that you would want to go back and tell yourself oh. maybe a few years ago kind of as you're <sighs> approaching some of that?
0: Yeah, I've only – oh, man, there's so many times that I should have been like, Marika, <laughs> why would you do that? I think it was like just be true to you, yourself. Like there's so many times where – I felt like I can't regret what I've done, like the things I've done. But you can go, okay. How can I honor myself by l- not making those those mistakes again and learning sure. fr- and learn? Always, there's always something to gain out of mistakes or things that you, yeah, challenges that you've um, created for yourself. Um, I would say just slow down. <laughs> mm. Think things through and listen. I am a terror. I'm not a great listener. I, I get kind of off with the fairies, and I need that. Meditation's been great. It just centers me, and I can kind of think things through. And yeah, and um, yeah, and also yeah, like learn and not be afraid to. Like learn, I think I was afraid of learning because I thought I wasn't good at it, you know, from mm-hmm. school. So yeah, um, and it's
1: great advice. All of that, you know, <sighs> slow down, slow down. <laughs> yeah, I could use that advice a lot of the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah for me, um, yeah a daily practice. Mm. I'm, I'm not perfect at it, but trying no. to have a daily practice of yeah. reflection and mm. um, contemplation, meditation, all of that stuff yeah. like it makes a huge difference. It's, yeah. it's kind of can be the first thing to go yeah. when you get busy yeah but it's almost like that should be the last thing to go if you want to protect yeah. that ability to move yeah. you know, to move slowly and to be present yeah think again about your uncle yeah. I think about you know <laughs> being able to notice what's going on in the environment. Yes. Yeah. enough to respond yeah in the moment yeah it's huge uh, yeah all right well thank you for sharing like such a diverse <laughs> i feel like we could really make a movie <laughs> about all these different sections you know mariko yeah. the artist you know the story with your family and the tsunami and oh, then just man. your own cultural story yeah um, but thank you for sharing like a window into yeah. it today kind of maybe an invitation for people to reflect on their own stories yeah, and absolutely. to kind of think deeper about all those different parts. Yeah. So I'm going to write a poem about you, which is always the fun part. Um, but to do that, I want to ask you just a few kind of creative questions. Yep. You're an artist, so you should nail this, but cool. pretty much don't overthink it. It's just the first thing that comes to mind. You ready? Yeah. All right, so if you – if I was to walk into a gallery yeah, and there was a piece of art on the wall that somebody else had painted that represented you, yep. what would be kind of the style or the colour scheme or – you know, tell me a bit about it.
0: You know, I like to think of myself as really colorful, dynamic and neon and all this. I'm, I'd probably something a little bit more on the softer side. I think the color palette would probably be um, definitely pastels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, lots of curvature, lots of line work. That's yeah. That's yeah. Me. beautiful.
1: Yeah. Uh, what about a landscape? that kind of represents you and maybe there's a couple thinking about yeah. you know from Scotland to Japan to Sydney uh, but like a is there a street or a place that you can describe to me yeah whether it's in nature or in a city that yeah. kind of represents you
0: i think that's sort of um the imagery I get is always that sort of like um, where it's the coast, but it's also you see the mountains or a cliff that's, mm. that represents Scotland, that represents represents Japan, that repre- represents Australia as well, those sort of elements.
1: Yeah, beautiful connection across those different places. Yeah. What about a song? Is there a song that like just comes to mind that you think, yeah, that really, that's, oh. that's, def- that's the opening scene of that soundtrack to your life?
0: Man, I don't know. That's hard. I'll I'll probably throw in too many. It's like asking my favourite movie. Um, Changes by Tupac. Yeah, come <laughs> on. Um, and then I guess something by Red Hot Chili Peppers because Higher Ground, um, these aren't very chill. I'm sure I'll find a really lovely song, but for me, those are like my fight songs and my, you know um, – and what else those are good (laughs)
1: ones those are good you don't you don't need more than that I think those are good um all right an item that could be found around the house that represents you
0: item um oh god half drunken tea like where you know where there's like just a little bit of cold tea sitting at the bottom and it definitely represents me because it always feels like i'm halfway out the door doing something or halfway doing something yeah and i'm trying to take care of myself but then i you know
1: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's a cool image yeah it's, i love this spe- best specificity yes. of it you know like Hard and that's in. kind of i guess trying i'm always trying to improve my practice as a poet i've got a long way to go but yeah. one of the things that you know poets who i look up to talk about is you know the more specific you can make the image, the more powerful it feels. Yeah. You're not just a, a cup of tea. You're a half drunk cup of tea that's, yep. you know, uh, 12 degrees. Yes, or yes, like whatever. yes. Yeah. Um, tea okay. bag
0: still floating in there. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Last one. An animal.
0: Oh, man. you know i'd like to think of tiger or a snake or something really cool but to be honest i really like walruses yeah yeah i just
1: what do you like about walruses
0: i think because they have um they are not attractive look like you know, aesthetically attractive looking. They've got lots of roles and they're very needy. They like baby walruses always need to be cuddled at all times. Really? Yeah. Um, wow. And they're strong and they're lovely. They, they're lazy, but they're also very, you know, I guess majestic in the water, surprisingly.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's a great answer. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mariko. Where can people go and check out your art and connect with you and all of that stuff?
0: So um, I think I'm holding – I'm not holding, sorry. I'm going to be um, a part of a couple of events um, coming up. So I'm contributing my um, artwork at an exhibition up at Newcastle at the Beaumont um, for uh, the Bushfire Relief um, fundraiser. Um, Also, you can find me on Instagram at marikoartist, so M-A-R-I-K-O-A-R-T-I-S-T. Um, and I am under construction with my a website, so I'll have a portfolio and um, also you minor Beach Markets every month as well. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah.
1: you can go and see you, say hi. And
0: yeah. my market stall. so yeah. awesome,
1: So good. Well, really, really appreciate your time this morning. Looking forward to trying to capture a, a, a little snapshot of who you are with some words. Do you have any final thoughts or things you want to share before we wrap this up?
0: Um, yeah, I guess just telling other people, other creatives, um the best thing is to um, own who you are, I guess own your work and own, and also own the mistakes that you've made because sometimes the truth is better than a lie. That's mm-hmm. a bit deep, but it's true. It's just stuff that I've had to learn is to own everything that you do and take responsibility. It's better to do learn this now than later on.
1: Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Good note to end on. she's at the higher ground where the cliff meets the edge where the water laps land where grass meets stone meets ocean meets sand east and west the convergence diverse forces collide one japanese and one scottish side in unexpected difference that's where beauty resides like the majesty of a walrus when you've never seen it that way and dynamic neon energy and gentle pastels displayed. A magnum opus on a magna doodle. Funk, punk and metal. Acoustic and hip-hop. Reggae, roots, rock. On the surface we see difference, but what if they grow from the same spot? She's worn masks and hats, switch styles and genres. But eclectic taste can share one wardrobe. You don't need to pin yourself down to one work on the wall. No, be both and instead of either or. True creativity is the merging of materials in ways they have not been combined before. So this one's for the misfits, like Mariko. The distracted ones looking out the window, mind halfway out the door, half drunk tea, half scrolled page, half done day, only made it halfway, but not because it was half assed or half-hearted, simply because there's beauty in the middle. When the whole of your everything feels like a collection of half things. Remember the convergence should not be a feared thing. It is the meeting place of greatness yet to be realized. It is the formation of your own style. So own it. All of it. The mistakes are your property. Your name's on the contract. But if you handle them properly, you get their wisdom still intact. Another color for the palette. Another stroke for the brush, another piece for the wall. You aren't a single painting, you are a gallery. And you lose your way when you forget your practice. So listen for the tremors, the environmental factors. Feet of a cat in touch with the shakes. Run to the high ground when you feel the quake. Don't forget the loss of those who didn't make it. Carry their stories where you keep your brushes. And every time you face a blank surface, tell the beautiful stories that are born in convergence.